after a couple of months of uncertainty, on Friday, Archbishop Thompson gave to the Archdiocese some directives on the gradual reopening of our parishes for prayer and eventually for public masses and confessions. It seems like a tremendous sigh of relief and a sign of hope. The light at the end of the tunnel is finally approaching. As glorious and as wonderful as that is, there is still that fear, latent and otherwise, of are we maybe going too far too fast or not fast enough? And if we go too far too fast and open up everything, not only in our churches but in the world, this will lead to more people getting sick and dying and perhaps inundating or over-inundating our health care system. At the same time, we fear that if we don't open up fast enough, that it may destroy and cripple our economy in, in, in ways that we've never seen before. Or worst case, doomsday scenario, both of those things happen. And we not only see an increase, a tremendous spike in deaths, but also a collapse, a traumatic collapse in our economy. On top of that, there's the personal angst of what's going on in the world right now. Not only has these last eight weeks or so been very difficult and challenging in terms of coming to grips with social isolation and quarantine and social distancing and all of those things, but we've also had to spend a lot of time alone and on our own. And people have felt isolated and depressed and sad about all of this. But as we go back, it's not as if the world we left behind or the, the world that we've taken a break from was great and wonderful to begin with. People are overworked and overstressed, addicted to their phones and all sorts of different things. Do we really want to go back to that? Will we go back to a world that's worse than before? In this mindset, in this time, it sometimes would, be feel, it would feel as if the best thing to do would be to sit in the corner and cry, and cry out like St. Thomas in the Gospel, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Right now, it's understandable to have hope, but also to be anxious, to have doubt, to be afraid. The power of Christ, the power of his word in particular, strikes us today profoundly. Opening the gospel, opening his word in this time. What do we hear? What are Jesus' first words to us today? Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am you also may be. The Lord who is love in his infinite love for us, for you and for me, wraps us up in his very arms, into his very heart, draws us to himself. And if that is not enough for him to love us and to tell us that he has a place for us, he assures us once again and even further, I am the way and the truth and the life. He gives us an answer to our question. He gives an answer and he gives response to our concerns and our frustrations. 
Where are we going? We do not know the way. I am the way and the truth and the life. The answer we seek, the peace we desire, is a person. It is Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, living in us, with us, and for us. Jesus gives us the answer to these times. He and he alone is the answer. The answer is not abstract. It's not some pie-in-the-sky thing. It's a person who knows and loves us intimately, who has known us from the moment of our creation and will know us forever, who has prepared a place for us, who suffered and died and rose from the dead for each one of us individually, particularly. He loves us with a unique act of love. He holds us in being with a unique act of love. He shows us the way. He is the truth and the life through love. Love without bound. Love that opens up every door and every heart. Love that will never cease to amaze and cause us great joy. And it is through this love that he gives us particulars in, his other, in the other scripture passages which we have today. What does that way look like? The first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, we have the establishment of the seven deacons. The Lord is saying to us in the gospel specifically, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. And in the Acts of the Apostles, he shows us what those works are to be, to serve and to love and be solicitous for the needs of the poor. In this time, above all else, perhaps in the history of all of our lifetimes, the poor are growing and in desperate need. Not only desperate need for the things that they need to survive, but for the love and for the relationship that each person so desperately needs. The poor are not just those who are materially poor, those who don't have food or drink or shelter, though we should love them and serve them and do what we can to provide for them. They are those who are alone, those who have no one to visit them, those who have been forgotten, those who are hated, those who are despised. The poor need you and me right now. The Lord has established his church not only, as we see in the first reading, for the proclamation of the word, but also for the service of the poor. And so we are called to follow Jesus by serving the poor. We are also reminded in the second reading from the first letter of St. Peter that what is the new person we are created to be comes not from the good things of this life, but by those things that are rejected. The Lord is working in our hearts, working in your heart right now on those areas where you are weak and broken, and it is there that he will make a new man, a new woman, made new in his image for the greater glory of his name and for the greater building up and lifting up of the world. There is something beautiful and wonderful that is always being made new in our lives. When St. Augustine reflected on who God is, he referred to God as beauty ever ancient and ever new. To be one with God, to follow in his way, to live in accordance with his truth, means to be ever made new. Every day is an opportunity to be made new in the sight of God. To be lifted up, not in the good areas of our life, but in those areas that are weak and difficult, and to see how God works through even the darkness and desires to shine his light into all his creation. This weekend, yesterday, would have been the graduation. I guess it was the graduation for our students from Indiana University. And it's a crazy time, and you're going out into a crazy world. 
And as I've been thinking and praying on how to give to you in particular a word of support, a word of love in this momentous and important weekend in your own life, I'm reminded of today's patron saint. Today, May 10th, patron saint, our feast day, is Saint Damien de Wooster, Saint Damien of Molokai. Saint Damien felt called by the Lord to minister to the lepers on Molokai, knowing that it would cost him his life and knowing that it would be a brutal and difficult place and knowing that he was going to a place that was devoid of hope and love. But he went because he knew the Lord was calling him. And he brought the light of Christ into an area that had never seen it, into an area where people had been thrown away. And he showed them the face and the love of God. And he also showed the world the importance of never throwing anyone away, no matter how difficult their illness, no matter how broken they are, that no one should ever be thrown away. And so today we ask St. Damien for his intercession for each and every one of our graduates and for each and every one of us. May we have the strength and the courage to follow after Jesus wherever he calls us so that we can in our own life be made new, we can help others be made new, we can serve the poor, but most importantly, that we can know the person of Jesus Christ who lives and reigns in heaven with God the Father with a love for each and every one of us. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's time to go to Jesus and to follow after him and to trust that no matter what lies ahead, he will show us the way, the way to salvation, the way to peace, the way to glory.